1: I want you to know that God really loves you tremendously, and that kind of fits our message for today, by the way, because what we're talking about today is character traits, but the one specifically is the one on understanding. And so I want you to maybe follow along a little bit, because this particular message is more difficult for me to probably teach than all the others on character traits. One reason is because as I plunged deep into the study of this, I found out how that I have a challenge in my own life about not being as understanding of a person as I should be. Now, I work hard at understanding God and understanding Scripture and understanding how to get things done. But sometimes I, maybe not sometimes, but more times than not, I really don't understand the very people that I want to bring the truth to. Do you understand what I mean? This morning, I'd like to share with you a a little issue to show you how it's easy to talk about understanding, it's easy sometimes to preach an understanding, but how much work we have to do in understanding. This morning on the way in, we generally have a time of prayer as we head down Kuleo'o and then get into the valley and then head on over to church. And then we call Carol's mom and dad, and so they always expect a call. Well, finally we were able to track them down with her mom calling her and saying that her dad had a heart episode or some major episode where he actually, when the EMS were there, his heart stopped. And whatever it was, he was able to get it back going again, and he went to the hospital, and, and they were there, and so we were praying. And then her mom said, you know, and his little dog, which is a little chihuahua, a little ankle-biter kind of thing, they call Peanuts. That dog, Peanut, goes with Carol's dad everywhere, everywhere. And so the dog was looking out the glass door where they had wheeled her dad out through in, into the ambulance. And so the dog was just sitting there, and Carol is telling me that story. Now, most of you men would have something very beautiful and wonderful to say. Now, I didn't say, I wasn't so much of a cad to say, that dumb dog, doesn't he? No, I didn't say that. I wasn't that bad. I just said, well, he was just doing what dogs do. Well, I want you to know that crushed my wife's spirit. And so about mm, five minutes of conversation about that, we had to have a come to Jesus meeting, and I had to come to Jesus. You know what I mean? And I had to apologize to her because I really wasn't carrying as much of the Concern about her dad as she was and the emotion on that pet looking out that door and how that Carol might have wished she'd have been there looking out at that door and being with her dad 5,000 miles away in a sense on this island not even knowing where her dad was going to live as they were putting him into the ambulance etc and so I want you to know that you could take this message you can hear what I'm saying today you can listen to it over and over again you can amen almost every point but that doesn't necessarily mean that you have understanding Now, you might look at me and say, well, if you've done all this work and you don't even have it, is there any help for me? Yes, there is. Because I more quickly came around on that understanding issue than sometimes I often do. And I know where I need to work. And so together maybe you'd like to join the bus with me and get on this bus and let's together work in the whole aspect of being understanding. Have you ever perhaps been in a situation where someone really listened to your pain when you shared it with them and they really understood how you felt? And did that person say just the right thing to you that communicated that they understood what you were going through and they had more than empathy. They really, in a sense, felt your pain. Well, what I just shared with you there, that is very rare. That doesn't happen very often. And you know that as well as I do. But I believe that scripture, Old Testament and New Testament, is loaded with the concept of being understanding and how God wants us to have that as part of our, of our nature. Now, for some that have the gift of prophecy, everything is black and white, right and wrong, good and evil. And so we sometimes have to work more at understanding than others. Others of us that are task-oriented, get the job done, we define understanding. We understand that we've got to get this job done, not so much about how we can get you to feel better about your world. And getting the job done essentially will be better for you and everything in, in, in line with that. Now, I'm going to quote a verse to you. The verse is found in John, and it says this. The law came by Moses. But in the very same verse it said, but, watch carefully, grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. Now it's interesting because if you look into the Old Testament, you're going to see grace and truth, mercy and truth. You'll always see grace and mercy come before truth. And I believe very carefully that when we want to take the truth that we so desperately now understand to give it to someone else, that we need to be very careful that that person really understands you see here's the issue sometimes there's this challenge this tension of a challenge that when someone's going through something our nature is to say well we want to relieve their suffering so the best thing we can do is to give them truth give them advice but often when we do that we try to drag them away from their pain by the advice we're going to give to them and it might be good advice correct advice great truth biblical truth our goal is to glorify the Lord, but the harder we drag a person from their pain, sometimes the more tenaciously and stubbornly they hang on to it. That I'm finding that maybe when a person is really suffering during that time of pain and affliction, a child or a mate or someone friend of yours that's going through this, that maybe what we could do is identify with their pain, put ourselves in their shoes, slow down on giving them advice, that at that time they then relax. And then they let go of that pain for a moment and true healing can take place. And maybe that's why when we looked at Christ and the verse says grace and truth, we could say understanding and truth came by Jesus Christ. It didn't say law came by Moses, truth came by Jesus. It didn't say law came by Moses and grace came by Jesus. It said law came by Moses, but grace first, then truth came by Jesus. And so if we're going to talk about understanding, for some of us, before we can even help someone, even after we've given them an understanding spirit, we need to understand the advice we want to give to them. So it might sound like my message is convoluted. I really do know where I'm going, but I'm going to ask you to do something for me this morning. With a heart to saying to yourself, I need to step up and be more understanding, I would like for you to be ready to make a decision at the end of this message that you are going to embrace an understanding spirit from God. Now to do that, I want to build my case first about the importance of knowing truth so that when you're ready to grace the other person, that you don't come across as syrupy, sweet, tea and sympathy kind of friend. That that person really knows you really do love them, but at the same time you can't help them once that pain is gone and now they want to know where to go. And so I want to help you understand truth first. Then I'm going to come around the back door and say, now that you know the truth, you know your, so to speak, weapon to take out or exercise that problem. Now how to do it with understanding and grace like Jesus Christ. So to do that, it's sometimes more difficult to define truth than it is to describe truth. But I'm going to try to define understanding for you today for just a moment, if you will. First of all, from the Funk and Wagnalls Desk Dictionary, understanding simply means knowledge that is acquired, retained, and then extended. So if you're going to have understanding about something, you have to acquire the truth, you have to understand it to retain it, that you own it, but then you know, need to know how to give it out. Now, that's simple definition of understanding. Noah Webster simply said it means to, it's, means to apprehend the real state of things that's presented to it. So in other words, if you want to understand something, You understand what's presented to you. Now listen carefully. We're talking about understanding a person who's going through pain. So maybe even before you give them your advice, you want to understand their pain, their world, what caused it, how are they feeling, how will they receive it, when will they receive it, when should I share this with them. So it's taking all that information. So it doesn't mean someone runs up to you and you right away fling back an answer to them. It means for a moment you pause and you listen to God and be ready then with an understanding spirit to let them know that you really care so that when they're relaxed, they're ready then to receive from you that advice at the appropriate time. The Old Testament has a neat way that says it means it's the power of judgment and perception, insight that's demonstrated by the right use of knowledge. All right. In other words, you might know the truth, but you don't use that truth as a weapon. You don't use that truth as a toy. You use that truth as a tool to build them. But you can't build until the relationship is prepared to receive. So understanding the truth, understanding the person in the situation to bring it to them. So you think with me for a little bit right now about someone right now that's going through some form of affliction. Are they fearful about their health? Are they fearful about their future? Are they fearful about their finances? Are they fearful about something that's causing this? And they just want to know, not all the advice, not all the verses, not all the five points in a poem. They sometimes don't even want you right then to drop on your knees and pray. They want to know, do you really care? Do you really know what I'm going through? And once they know, then they're able to receive from you something that might take them to another level. If I could give you a very simple definition that's worked for me, it might work for you. Understanding is the ability to perceive the knowledge of God and to comprehend how to use it now. Now there's some that can understand all this great truth, but they don't know how to take that truth and with the proper time, tone, and technique... Bring it to that other person to add value to their life. So understanding is knowing the knowledge of God, all about God, but at the same time, knowing how to use it with another person. And that's called understanding. And we would like to have that understanding spirit. Now, some of you, I'm sure you've been around people that seem to have almost a gift of understanding. No matter what you're going through, immediately you know they really do care. Well, in a few moments, I'm going to share with you some practical ways that you can work on your understanding spirit. But I want you to really embrace it for a moment. Are you still tracking with me? All right. Grace and truth came by whom, everyone? Jesus Christ. Now, for those of you that have trusted Christ as your Savior, then you know that Christ is in you, the hope of glory. You have been born again, and you have a new nature, which is the nature of Christ. You are partaker of the divine nature, the nature of Christ. You have his Holy Spirit, which is God in you, Holy Spirit, Jesus in God. I'm saying that to say this. That means if grace and truth came by Christ, you now as a Christian have the capacity to grace other people. At the same time, you have the capacity to extend and grow in your truth so you can grow in understanding because of Christ that's in you. So for us here that are saying, I can't really do this, that's not my nature, I'm not raised that way, that's not my culture, that's not my ethnic background. None of that works when you know Christ is Savior because now you are a child of God in his forever family, a partaker of his nature of grace and truth, put together biblical understanding. Well, let me show it to you now in a passage of Scripture. How is understanding illustrated in Scripture? It's found, first of all, in Christ. Jesus being God was filled with understanding. Now, kids, you can follow along. I'm not going to give you a lot of heavy theology now, but I am going to tell you a real story. This is not a parable. Jesus really did this. It really happened. And I wanted you to see where understanding is found. It starts out by saying, Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover. And when Jesus was 12, that means they went every year, but now he's 12. They went up to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. When they had finished there, they returned. But the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother didn't know it. But supposing him to have been in the company, they went a day's journey and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. We're going to pause for that. So what happened every year they go to this big party, this big feast that they had, it's a very important spiritual event. Jesus would go along, this time Jesus lingered behind, and mom and dad left, thinking he was part of the crowd. Because often when whole families would go, they would go in an entourage throughout Israel and they would wind up in Jerusalem. And when they left, they would all go back to their various cities and towns and into their own community and they would often go with the cakey. How many of you, maybe even at a backyard barbecue, all the kids were together. Sometimes you have a family reunion. All the kids go together and you all kind of pack up and you leave and so sometimes all the kids want to hang with their cousins and friends and all of that. Well, that happened then. So it's not unusual that mom and dad didn't really recognize that Jesus wasn't with them but it is interesting to know what happens afterwards. So watch. So they went a day's journey and they sought him. So when they did not find him, they had to return to Jerusalem. How long were they gone? A whole day. Can you imagine your mom and dad going a whole day away from you and then realizing that you're not in the van or the wagon, all right? Now they have to take another whole day to come back to you, to find you. And so after three days, it said they finally found him in the temple. So it took them a day without Jesus, a day to come back to Jerusalem, and then another day in Jerusalem looking for him, and they found him in the temple sitting amongst the teachers, both listening to them and asking them questions. Now, here's where we're going to park. Last sentence. It says, And all who heard him, that were in the temple, were astonished at his understanding and answer. So you can circle that. My point simply being is this that Jesus Christ had understanding of great truth. He was developing because he was only a 12 year old boy. But at the same time, he had enough understanding that he was specially called of God. And you're going to see that in a few moments here. So he knew that he was God on the earth with a special purpose and a plan, he had understanding. That means since he has understanding, you and I have capacity to understand him and how to bring him to others by understanding the person and the pain they're going through. Let's look at the second one. It says, the teachers and others, being mere people, were astonished and amazed. And look at what it says. It says, and all who heard him were astonished at what? His understanding, his answers. And they saw him and they were amazed at him. Now, if you will, take a moment and look up here. As you look up here for a second, I'd like you to maybe pay attention to this one thought. And that is, it says that they were amazed and astonished at his understanding. Now, it doesn't mean that he just knew truth. I believe he knew the kind of truth, the people that were there, and what he was trying to communicate to the people. He understood how to relate the signs of the times, the people, the event, their questions, and the deeper things of God. So he understood a whole bigger picture. And that's what you want. When you're dealing with people, maybe a kid, maybe a parent, maybe someone you're working with, when you have the truth, you understand what's the best truth. What do they really need? How can I bring it to them? How do they know that I really do care for them? You have that capacity because Jesus Christ had it. And those of you probably can recite at least one or two people in your life that it seems like that person just has such a deeper awareness they have good self-awareness they have good community awareness they have awareness of who you are they really understand isn't it weird when you're around people like that there are people like that and the same will be true of you and me As we allow ourselves to grow in his likeness, we will have that same understanding spirit. But notice here, sometimes you can have all the great understanding, but people won't understand you. Look at the parents now, being ignorant of what all this meant, did not understand what Jesus said. And it says here, And his mother said to him, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have looked all over for you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Did you not know that I must be about my father's business? So he was aware now, he was coming to himself. He's a child, 12, beginning to grow, and now he's understanding who he is. He's about his father's business. But it says, but they did not understand the statement which he spoke to them. So I'm going to tell you that even if you understand all truth and you give it to people, they may not always respond to you as best as you would like for them to do that. Now, some of you that are still grappling with, do I really need to have an understanding spirit? Do I really need to be understanding? If you're in leadership, you need to be understanding. You need to understand those that you're influencing. You need to understand how that they're going to receive what you're going to give to them. You need to understand how do I give it to them so that they would receive it better. What's a good time to do that? Those of you that are with parents right now, you need to help your parents understand some of the things that you're struggling with. But to do that, you might need to understand some of the things that your mom and dad are struggling with and the things that they go through, the challenges that they face. So understanding is something that we all need. So how do I get understanding? Well, let's look at it. Number one. It comes by listening and asking questions. Notice what it says in verse 46. It says, No, so it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the teachers. And what was he doing there? He was both listening to them and asking them questions. He wasn't just merely speaking and teaching. Although when he did speak and teach, I'm sure he amazed the people, as Scripture said. But on the other hand here, to do that, he had to ask them some questions. So let me speak to you for a moment. When your child comes to you and they run into their bedroom and they throw themselves on their bed and they say, nobody likes me and I don't have any friends. Maybe the best thing to do would not be to go into their room and say, you know why you don't have any friends? Here are three reasons why you don't have friends. And here are four reasons how to get more friends. It might be, well, tell me, what happened today, son? What did someone say to you today that made you feel that way? And let them begin to talk to you about their world. Don't interrogate them. It's not an interview. Just use it as a time to get acquainted with what happened. When did this begin? And don't come up with an answer to their first response. Keep probing them with questions and probing them with questions. Because once you get a full picture, they then will sense that you really do understand. But don't give advice yet. Somehow you're going to have to express to them the feeling that they have that you now know. For yourself as well. So learn by asking questions. Second is careful explanation. Sometimes we gain understanding when we give people the time to be able to explain things to us. Look at this passage in Nehemiah 8. The word understand is found six times in one chapter here, and it says this. Ezra was there teaching. A group of guys were there nearby, and all of them were explaining the, the Bible to people. And it says, and they read distinctly from the book and the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped those that were nearby to understand the reading. So they were concerned that while they were giving truth, that people were following them. And all the people went their way to eat and to drink, and then they sent portions to others, but they rejoiced greatly. Why? Because they understood the words that were declared to them. Now on the second day, the heads of the fathers of, of the houses of all the people with the priests and Levites, they also gathered to Ezra the scribe in order to understand the words of the law. Now here's what I'd like to share with you. Once you understand the people and you understand the word that you want to share with them and that person is now ready to receive from you the words that you'd like to share, that's when you need to be on your mark, ready with the truth and how you can accurately help them. Now to do that though, those of you like us who are teachers, you tend to give them more information than what they really need. You want to give them enough information so that now that they're able to chew it and bite on it and receive it. And one of the ways you know that you're getting across to them is when their burden gets lifted, when they begin to reshift their focus and they're able to think a little bit differently. And we might say that there's a degree of peace and joy that's um, reigning back in their life again. And notice when they start feeling better because of the fact that you understood them and you helped them to understand the truth, that now they often want other people to come to you as well. And so once you know that truth, you want to provide it for them. Now, here's one that I think most of us will really appreciate, getting older. When you get older, you're going to have more understanding. Notice what Scripture says. It says, Wisdom is with the aged men and with the length of days, understanding with him, our wisdom and strength. And he has counsel and understanding. So the source of our understanding is the Lord. But when you get older, you get a little bit wiser. Let me call you back to this. How many of you have a grandparent that's still alive today? Anybody have some of your grandparents that are still alive today? Do you sometimes find it easier to share what you're going through with a grandparent than you can with your own family? Now, I'm not going to ask you to raise your hand on that one. But sometimes you find that when you talk to grandpa, he listens. You talk to grandma, she's right there and she really listens. And she wants to hear about your day. And she wants to hear about the boo-boos and the uh uh-ohs and things like that. They really do care. Well, why is that? Often it's because of the mistakes they made with their own children As they were parents, they have now learned to slow down. They've learned to listen. They learned that not every issue is a hill to die on. Not every issue is a time to be a drama king or a drama queen. It's a time just to listen and let that person feel comfortable, just to rattle and rattle and rattle. Now listen carefully. Often it's because though parents are so busy they don't have the time to slow down long enough to take off the onion skin layers of their children so their children can really get down to what's bothering them. Where grandparents, maybe because of a little slower, softer lifestyle, they can take the time with the grandkids. Sometimes the the parents don't have time to actually spend it with the kids where grandparents can actually drive them back and forth to ball games and things like that and so now they can spend more time doing that. And that's why often that the wisdom of the gray heads, the wisdom of the agent, they're the ones that can get through to the kids because, first of all, they built that very unique, loving, gracious relationship. So now when grandma or grandpa or tutu begins to speak, they're able to receive. And what I would like us to do is to be maturing as ourselves that we too would be very similar to our grandparents who would listen more than they would even speak. Here's the next one departing from sin. Sometimes we're so convoluted with sin in our own life that we really don't care enough to slow down to listen to another person's need. And it says here in man he said, to depart from evil is understanding. Well, the first way to get understanding is to get sin out of your life so you can think clearly. Here's the next one I like. This one is found numerous times in Psalm 119. It's actually prayer. If you want to have understanding, sometimes we just ask for it. David, who wrote this, said, make me understand the way of your precepts. Lord, I need help. I need to understand. What is this person going through? Specifically here, Lord... What do I need to know about your word so I can take your word in a most accurate fashion, attached to compassion and care, bring this to the people I want to speak to right now. So, Lord, help me to understand this so I could reunite the right verse with the right pain that the person has. So prayer is a big thing, and I hope that we add more prayer in this, and we're going to see how important it is because you'll see how many times it's found in Psalm 119. Here's another one. It's called Receiving Correction. Receiving correction gives us understanding. It says, he who disdains instruction despises his own soul, but he who heeds rebuke gets understanding. I'd like to, if you would allow me for just a moment, share with you a a personal story. I grew up in a home that was really rough and tough and hard to diaper. My dad was a very strong very uh, wise businessman as a painting contractor in construction and he was the son of a contractor and it went all the way back into the 1800s. I was not that way. I'm, I was more academic. I liked to read. I sensed myself more teaching and other stuff than working with my hands so much. Well, when I was in sixth grade, because I probably was a pretty precocious kid, my, my mom and dad were looking for something for me to do during the summer because I was too young yet to get a job at eleven. So they looked in the school uh, paper that came in that said you could take classes during the summer. And so we're looking at all these classes and I guess to get me away from mom for a while so I wouldn't cause her to pull her hair out, they would look for a class of something for me to do. So I took swimming, I took scuba diving, I took some of that kind of stuff because I like water. But they said, you know what we want you to take? Now, can you imagine, 11-year-old boy wanting to do sports, wanting to be outside. We want you to take typing.